0: means you can travel worry free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.
1: It ain't the left side or the right side, and it must be the fin side. fin side. It ain't the left side. Good
0: evening, right Dolphins side. fans. Welcome to another episode here of On the Fin Side with Kat and Paul. Follow us on Facebook. Twitter, Spreaker, iTunes, YouTube, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. I'm Brian Cat, NFL, and Paul is fanatic underscore pick, and we are the official channel as well for the Fan Sided Network and fin Fanatic. We are taking a look at day one of free agency in the NFL. I know it's the tampering period, but it's, it's day one of free agency. If you can come to terms with a player and not sign it till Wednesday, it is still free agency. And we saw a lot of free agent signings by some teams in the AFC East today, Paul, but none of which, uh, were by the dolphins and, uh, not, not a huge surprise there, but I, have got to chuckle a little bit. Um, something just came through that the dolphins signed, uh, a player named Seaton Carter from the Bengals. And, and it's funny because I always tell Paul to shut up about fullbacks. If <laughs> they sign one player today and it's a fullback, but, uh, yeah, we're we're still getting the news on that. He's a special teams guy, but Paul, the bigger news coming in right now, from a lot of different places: Barry Jackson, Adam Beasley, Cameron Wolf, all reporting that the Dolphins are very hot after Lions wide receiver Kenny Galladay.
1: I'm down. I mean, it, it's especially after signing a fullback. I mean, we won free agency at that point with uh, Galladay and uh, and uh, what, uh, Carter. Uh, Cethan <laughs> Carter. That's that's the name I think.
0: Yeah, yeah. They, we're still we're still learning the pronunciation now. Uh, but yeah, he played. Stephen Carter played 223 snaps for the Bengals on offense last year. He was second on their team in special teams snaps. Uh, so yeah, basically, we got a special teamer, fullback slash tight end. I would imagine he would be the guy that'll kind of take over for Durham Smythe after the year. But anyway, Kenny Galladay. Yeah, I I gotta say I. I'm a little bit surprised. I'm not just, I'm not, um, dolphins haven't signed him yet. And there's no indication that's imminent at all. But when you look at it, um, we talked about how Galladay, even though a very talented player, he's coming off an injury and he also kind of fits that same mold of a Devante Parker and a Mike Kosicki. I mean, this is somebody, according to next gen stats, averaged 1.9 yards of separation per route, which was the lowest in the league. But, he also has a very high yards per catch average makes plays downfield albeit by contested catches
1: yeah and the funny thing to me is and and, and we tweeted this out from the show today I, I don't know if you saw it but uh you know we we welcomed Jalen mills to the afc east with the pictures of him getting mossed completely by Devontae parker in 2019 and if you can get a galladay and a Devontae parker on the outside going up against steph gilmore and Jalen Mills, it's going to be fun to watch with, you know, the Patriots' prize corners potentially getting mossed by, by by both of those guys. And then hopefully, fingers crossed, Gesicki and Kyle Pitts running routes all over the middle of that defense.
0: Yeah, I, I, it'll be interesting to see where Jalen Mills plays because he's played a lot of corner. He's played a lot of safety. He was a safety with the Eagles last year. But they signed him four years, $24 million. Um, that's pretty big money for a third safety. So maybe he gets a shot there, a cornerback in a Belichick scheme. But who didn't the Patriots t- sign today? I mean, they actually. So they they signed um to ridiculous this, Nelson Aguilar. They signed two years, twenty six million dollars, thirteen million a year for Nelson Aguilar. They signed Kendrick Bourne, three years, twenty two million. I uh, could you imagine a year ago if somebody had said that you'd signed those players for that money? They they had. They had kind of breakout years, but not—I mean, nothing crazy. Aguilar had a huge game against the Dolphins. Um, they also signed Janu, uh, Janu Smith, uh, who I, I think is a great signing for them. They also signed Davin Gacha, which we'll get to in a bit. Signed, just signed Henry Anderson from the Jets. We could have a whole show on who the Patriots signed today. They certainly, Paul, did not waste any time completely throwing all their cap money out the window here.
1: They didn't, but I'm not intimidated by, by most of those signings. I mean, Jonu Smith is probably the one that I think is the biggest one for them. Uh, we all know who Davin Gachau is and isn't. And really, I, I their receiving core doesn't scare me fully. And they got a quarterback with a rocket arm that can't hit the broadside of a barn on most plays. So, yeah, I just, it's still, I, I love it, actually because they're blowing cap space and ruining their potential for their roster for the future. And they're doing it all now. So it's perfect.
0: Yeah. I I can say that. Yes. The Patriots got better on paper today. There's no question about that. They had a lot of good players, but yeah. And and I think you could really check a lot or or just about all of our previous shows. I mean, uh, just to see we're being consistent here. Nelson Aguilar is a guy we talked about kind of in that third tier. Um, you know, if if after a few days, you know, hey, he's still out there for six, seven million. Or at least I was. You're shaking your head on that. I understand. Um, and uh, um, I, I'm distracted here because uh, the Jets actually just signed uh, Carl Lawson from the Bengals. Ooh, okay. That that sucks. That that sucks. That's a player I definitely wanted. Yeah. Once the Dolphins traded uh, Shaq Lawson uh, to the. Uh, to the to the Texans for Bernardrick McKinney, which we'll also get to in a minute. But there's a lot of stuff coming in right now. Um, so yeah, the Patriots added a lot of players. But Matt Judon is a player that I, I was relieved when the Ravens franchised him last year. I never saw the hu- I mean he's a good versatile player, but I never saw the huge deal about him. But if you had told me that Aguilar would be 13 million, Kendrick Bourne would be seven or eight million, I would have said that's way 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 too high. And Davin Gotcha, God bless him, got overpaid too.
1: Yeah, and you know what? I think it's a byproduct of the fact that they're no longer the Patriots they were, and so they're not getting that we're coming here to win discount that they that they used to get in the past. And I think Belichick's realizing that, and he's paying what he has to to start trying to roster build. But I'm I i, I I'm not sure that they're the division winner, even with spending all that cap money today. I mean, we've been there. We, we have been there as Dolphin fans. But the difference is when we did it, we went for the top of the heap it's the patriots went in on most of these positions and signings somewhere in the middle of the heap deep and heavy on day one
0: right i completely agree with you there and you know that that's what i like to avoid is hey i'm good with staying out of free agency i'm i'm good with going and getting a star like a kenny galladay but what i don't want to do is sign seven or eight players that on some level their other team didn't want. Look, the Raiders have a lot of money. They didn't re-sign Nelson Nagler They had him for a whole year. Kendrick Bourne for the 49ers. The 49ers could have got him back for not too much money. I mean, those are the ones like the Albert Wilson signings. It's like, what okay, I understand if you can't fork over 20 million for a star. You can't fork over six or seven million for this guy if he's so good. No, I'm 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 not with it on that. But on the other hand, uh, I do like what the Jets and Bills have done, unfortunately, because now that they've signed Carl Lawson, they've got a really young, good pass rusher, and they've needed one for a long time. They also signed Corey Davis for three years, thirty-seven million, which I think is a pretty reasonable contract for somebody who's twenty-six and and on the upswing.
1: Yeah, I just again like the Jets. The biggest one is Carl Lawson for me, completely. Yeah, it, it's he. He was he's of all these names we've mentioned, he's the only one I even wanted. Like, it, it's I, I didn't feel like anybody got took off the, taken off the table for Miami here.
0: Yeah. And uh, the Bills, too, they really just re-signed a lot of their own guys, and that's the benefit of having a good team like the Bills and going to the AFC title game. They were able to re-sign uh, right tackle Daryl Williams, guard John Feliciano, and Matt Milano for probably cheaper than they would have got there on the open market, and that's the benefit there of, of doing that, and I think that might be the benefit of what you see in the next few days of free agency, because there are a lot of big names out there, and a lot of players that can help the, the Dolphins. Um, so yeah, Galladay's, it's it's fascinating uh, that, that the Dolphins are, are interested in them, and also, what's also being reported is the Giants are a big player in them, and if I had to guess and make a prediction, I would predict that that the giants really end up anteing up but that's just a guess on my part but paul even if they don't i mean you, you take a look at this wide receiver market kenny galladay uh, curtis samuel will fuller i know we don't like juju smith schuster but if he stays out there for a few days you know at least i'd be relieved they're not signing him to a huge contract so a wide receiver and edge you still have a lot of names out there
1: yeah, there, there are a ton. I mean, the entire top of the wide receiver class is still pretty much intact. Um, the edge position, I if it's not Carl Lawson or maybe Tyus Bowser, uh, who I think would be a later in the week type of guy, I really just want to focus on it in the draft. It, it's, there's not a huge amount of these guys that are going to produce to the level of pay that, that I, I would expect for them
0: yeah um one name to keep in mind are are really two two names i'm going to be looking at here in the next couple of days if the dolphins don't get something done with Galladay tonight or early tomorrow uh curtis samuel and trey hendrickson because those both fit big needs and with samuel you know you take a look at the contract that nelson aguilar just signed with the patriots That doesn't make a lot of sense for Aguilar other than, hey, this is going to be his big payday for what he's produced in the NFL. Curtis Samuel is still 24 years old. He could sign a two-year contract like that, go to a good team, have a role with an up-and-coming quarterback, and then hit free agency again at 26 or 27 in a couple of years and get another bite at the apple. That could make some sense for Curtis Samuel. Trey Hendrickson also is just 26 years old. He's somebody that could also – You know if if he struggles to find something here throughout the week maybe he comes to a team like miami starts for a couple of years and then goes out to free agency again so those are a couple things i'm going to be watching for
1: yeah and and i really like the fact that miami's not blinking um they're waiting for the value the player they want at the value they want and that's unusual. I mean, I'm, I'm used to Miami going out and just going, gimme, 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 get over here, get over here, get over here, and, and ruining their cap space. I mean, I'm not saying that they're going full-on Saints mode like the Pats are, but, you know, they were just destroying their cap on day one and then trying to cut some people to fill in the rest of their gaps after the fact. And 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 I'm glad to see that that trend is over with. Yeah, wh- back
0: in the Mike Tannenbaum days, when some of these players are being signed like – um, like when the Dolphins re-signed Andre Branch, I think oh. a few days after free agency started.
1: Cat, we're hearing in the chat here. It sounds like we missed it, but Curtis Samuel actually signed with the Jags now. Ah, oh, okay. Well, news is coming in pretty fast here, so uh, the beauty of being live.
0: Yeah, that's that's for sure. Especially with all this news coming in here. So I'm interested to see what he got on that. But um,
1: ah, it's all right, my guy's still years, out there
0: four years 48 million um is is the word here so uh interesting but also too now that that yeah that takes samuel off the board but it also takes off um um, um uh takes the jaguars cap down too so now if the dolphins want to go get kenny galladay or, or will fuller um now there are fewer teams with that that are going to be competing for him. So thank you to our listener there. I I can't believe that that was. I oh, see. hold on,
1: somebody just said it was a fake account somebody bought in on. So see see you know what the, be- the beauty the beauty it gets worse every year with that.
0: You know what? Ju- <laughs> hey, see we can I we bought can't in even,
1: on one earlier and, and I immediately caught it. But you, you yeah. remember I messaged you about Marvin Jones with the Colts.
0: Yeah, well I'll tell you what we got some interns to fire here after this uh,
1: <laughs> after this
0: segment here. <laughs> um, so, yeah, Kurt, Curtis Amie is still a free agent. Everything I said was correct. Everybody on Twitter is a loser. Uh, so, <laughs> anyway, moving on. Um, Paul, there's still a lot of names out there, but uh, right after we did our show yesterday, the Dolphins did pull a trade here, trading Shaq Lawson for Bernard Rick McKinney, the linebacker from the Texans. I, I think we can agree a move that, that not a lot of us saw. Um. Um. But I don't know. I found it. I found it interesting. What? Uh, what? I'll. I'll. I'll throw it to you first. What was your gut reaction on this trade?
1: I loved it. Um. It's. It gives us a running mate with Jerome Baker in the middle. Uh. It gives us somebody that is completely solid against the run, can blitz, can move around, um, and, and really, you know, it puts Miami in a position where that yeah they need an edge guy. Now, uh, whether it's it's kind of that hybrid DE outside linebacker, but they can find that. It's why I mentioned Tyus Bowser now. It's why I mentioned you know uh, you know I look at Micah Parsons as still being a fit if he slides to 18, uh, or if we miss on Pitts. I look at you know guys like Ramondre Stevenson later in the draft, or even Vince Beagle, who's reportedly re-signing for a year. Uh, I mean it's there's a lot of guys that can come in and fill that role and fill it effectively based on the front six we already have
0: yeah I I uh, overall liked it I mean um I was not a huge Shaq Lawson guy anyway uh to to begin with and but I, I understood the signing was it was, was kind of like with Eric Flowers on the offensive side of the ball you just want to get somebody in there who's going to be an above average player and Shaq Lawson was that uh he sets a good edge uh, from the defensive end spot, but I think the main thing is, at this time last year, Zach Sealer, who sets a great edge at his size, does obviously is a, is a big dude, but sets a great edge at his size, and Andrew Van Ginkle, those were two players that we were not counting on heading into the 2020 season, and they stepped up and now you're going to have to get them on the field so i think that's why it made a lot of sense here now bernardrick mckinney is somebody back in the 2015 draft i really wanted and he went several picks before the dolphins and then they traded down and took jordan phillips um mckinney um from 2016 to 2019 played over 950 snaps each year uh so he can definitely take on a lot of snaps. He's 6'4", 255, a huge guy. He's not the bendiest, he's a stiff run defender type, but he's a massive dude. So I think he's gonna slide into that Kyle Van Noy role. And the Dolphins also save a million dollars from Shaq Lawson. So yeah, they, they go from the sixth to the seventh round, but I don't really care all that much on it. So yeah, overall, I like the move. And I think that the Dolphins in a deep defensive end class, in the draft with so many players there that that they can get an edge player in the top 50
1: yeah and cat question from the chat um jeff asked if we think that the linebacker core is hurting um with all the players cut or walking or if we're good with the trades and re-signing vince beagle i'll I'll pitch it to you first because i know i've talked way too much about linebackers this offseason
0: yeah, uh, uh, Beagle, I, I'd love to have back. And, you know, I, I, I never even thought it was a huge possibility, but um, the Dolphins, according to uh, recent reports here, uh, Barry Jackson said uh, he can confirm Beagle is returning to the Dolphins as JCT Sports reported. Um, I don't know the figures on that yet, but um, I would imagine it would be a reasonable contract. Beagle can play special teams, and, uh, you know, for, for the first couple of games, you um, I mean, really in his role, he didn't get a lot of sacks, but active, pressures the quarterback, can cover the flat well, plays special teams. Um, Yeah, I mean, I think it's – I think it'd be great to get him
1: back. And and, and I still think that we probably need one or two. I still would like to get Zach Vigil um, or Nick Vigil. Uh, That's what happens when the two brothers play Um, in – in free agency, here on a discount deal to to come in and play a backup because he can flex around at the different linebacker positions, and then I still think we need to take one in the draft, um, whether it's you know um, Micah Parsons or a guy like Chaz Surratt goes up my board a little bit now, given the fact that he can play a little more off ball than some of the guys we looked at early, uh, as, as and we've talked about already.
0: Yeah, and something our listeners need to know too is that. Look, the Dolphins did very rarely play with three linebackers. So now they've got Baker. They've got Bernard Rick McKinney. They're getting Vince Beagle back in the fold. They've got Andrew Van Ginkle. Yeah, I do. I agree. I think they need another guy or two. And I think they will get another guy or two um, for that. But that guy that comes in also has to be able to play special teams. So that. Uh, You know, the the McKinney signing and presumably if Beagle comes back, that really takes down the need a lot of linebacker. And that's what we're looking for here. So, yeah, that's – we'll see. We'll see about the Galladay news. We'll see if uh, somebody like Trey Hendrickson – gets on the Dolphins radar maybe they take another swing at Jadavian Clowney I don't think they will that would probably be for way way later um in the offseason uh if at all
1: but um uh, and cat don't forget too we've, we've also got Sam McGuaven under contract at the, at the moment so and he could definitely come in and fill a role Are you being serious what
0: uh, I guess he can. Uh, no. He can. I mean,
1: you know what? He when he I when just heard he you back... dog him a lot. That's the only reason yeah. I'm, I hesitated. He he's a back. He he's he's one of those guys. that's like a top tier backup that can come in and start for you. But if you're counting on him as the t- the cream of the crop for you, no. Uh, but I mean, he I he he had some big plays when when he got in in that situational role. So I I, I like him in that role. I just don't like him as the full time everyday starter.
0: Yeah, I'm with you on that. And before, um, you know, the free agency started, you know, a couple of guys that we talked about briefly were from the Packers, Aaron Jones and Corey Lindsley. And uh, Aaron Jones re-signed yesterday before free agency started. Four years, $48 I, Paul, I know you were thrilled with that. Um, And overall, I've I've said from the beginning that uh, I want to go to the draft for the running back. Um, but I just I, – I would have been way more receptive to Aaron Jones than you or a lot of other Dolphins fans would have been. Um, but Corey Linsley, I know you liked a lot. Five years, $62.5 million. He's going to be getting $26 million in his first two years with the Chargers. So I like Lindsay, Linsley, but I don't think I'd be paying that.
1: Yeah, no. I At that point in time, I am out. Um, you know, he he looked to, to find the Brinks truck. And God bless him. Congratulations to him. You know, enjoy sucking up that much cap space as a center. um You know, I, I honestly I heard the terms and it—that's—it's it, it, just gross.
0: Yeah, he's a first-team All-Pro, um but he is—you know—coming up on 30 years old. It's just—it's a lot. And the Chiefs signed Joe Tooney, five years, 80 million. He's going to make 32 and a half million his first two years. Where did that money come from? Um, that's pretty great cutting all your other linemen <laughs> yeah yeah you cut both ta- i mean geez i mean you, you can bet they're going to go tackle heavy in the draft here too um so yeah it, other positions here you know david andrews the center out there who i'm not too thrilled with you know i it looks like it's going to be between him and ted Karras to come back if, if i mean i think possibly, Scur-
1: uh, possibly scura who was not signed yet from the Oh Ravens. god
0: Well, oh. yeah i've heard that too I'll take, it, I'll take
1: it over Andrews.
0: I wouldn't. I, and here's why. Uh, Matt Skira uh, had to be replaced in the lineup last year because he couldn't snap the football. Like, uh, it was – no. I mean, he had, like, Chuck Knobloch second base syndrome back uh, back 20 – I mean, Good it reference. was ugly. Good and, reference. And it's it, – because I li- I was like Skira. I, I always did. because. He was the guy that was that tough, nasty guy who got in that fight with Kiko Alonso on Thursday Night Football a few years ago, among many people who were kicking Kiko Alonso's rear end. But um, yeah, that's he's a. If it weren't for the snap, if if, a year ago today, I would have loved Skura. I've completely soured on him now. I think that would be ugly. But anyway, those are the kinds of decisions you're going to have to make if if you don't you don't um, have a Corey Linsley on your team. So running back uh, is interesting to watch too, Paul. I mean, you've got you've got chris carson uh out there you've got james connor marlon mack mike davis and a bunch of other veteran backs jamal williams posted today that he's not going to be coming back to green bay that was pretty obvious uh philip is a name to keep in mind the dolphins like to trade for those veterans they just tendered him very very low and there were whispers from a few weeks ago i can't remember where but that the dolphins might might have some interest um Never know. Keep an eye. Keep keep an eye on Philip Lindsay. Don't be surprised.
1: Yeah, and, and I mean Jarek McKinnon's another one that I still like. That I believe is still out there. Uh, I haven't seen any reports of him signing yet today. Uh, <clears throat> outside of that, I don't want them going crazy because I still want them to draft. You know, whether it's Naje, whether it's De, uh, Javante, or whether it's Travis Etienne, um, I want to see Miami draft a good, solid running back for the future. A lot of these guys that are out there in free agency are just rentals at this point, and they need to get somebody to come in and be that thunder to uh, the lightning with uh, savon and uh, Gaskin. Stand on Philip Lindsay. Uh,
0: Tom Pelissero d- tweeted out here uh, that L- L- Lindsay, who was an undrafted free agent, that means another team can sign him to an offer sheet. Uh, and if the Broncos don't match, they receive no compensation. He battled injuries last year, but ran for over a thousand yards in 2019 and is only 26. So I still want to go to the draft for running backs. I'm looking at that 36 pick for Najee, Javante Williams or Travis Etienne. But Lindsey is is definitely more appetizing for me than any running back out there on the market.
1: Yeah, and, and really, it's, you know, I, I could see that I could get behind it, but I do worry a little bit about, about the injuries and w- when it comes to him. And, guys, make sure you guys click like. Make sure you guys subscribe. We're going to be coming at you with any news we get this week. Um, and, and, really, we're going to be getting a lot more prominent here as the draft gets closer now that we've gotten through the doldrums of February. So I'm so excited for all this stuff. And, God, I hope we have some some good news to come back at you with very soon here. Kat, anything else you want to talk about with the free agent class?
0: No, I, I'm good because I, I don't want to dig in too deep. Uh, we're we're going to be back here tomorrow night, same time, kind of recapping the day whether something happened or not. So uh, that's going to do it for our breakdown of day one of free agency. Follow us on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, all of our social media outlets. We're the official partner of the Fansided Network and FinFanatic.com. And if it's not on the right side and it's not on the left side, it is on the Fin side.